Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hour three of the Donna and Steve experience on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. <laughs> it feels Sounds good. Cool. Sounds good. Feels yeah. right. It and what we mean right. by that. Not, it's not that we're better than any show. We're not oh, suggesting oh, that. Oh, jeez, no. It's more that we're... Different. Dumber. Weirder. Weirder. Uh, more off topic. Mm-hmm. Uh, beautifully structured, just enough to be unstructured. It's I can't wait to see you sell this to B. Arthur. I'm not going to. I'm uh, going to leave. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm out of here. It's dangerous. I'll just make the promos and the intros, and then, you know, it's one of those things where you just do it and... You oh, know. is this a uh, forgiveness, not permission? I think so, right? Correct. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Stay tuned for that coming next week. Hey, can I start with this whoopee thing? Sure. Um, so Whoopi Goldberg was talking about the process of dating younger guys. Just younger people, younger than Whoopi. Does she like this or no? Advantages, disadvantages. So they had this whole conversation about it because I guess somebody on online somewhere posed the question, is it okay for a 30-year-old guy to be dating a 19-year-old girl. Okay. Hmm. And uh, it's, yeah, right? It's sort of... That's a tough one. It's a conversation starter. So Whoopi then went on a little riff about her experience dating younger people. And there was one question that she was asked by some younger person and was like, I don't know if this is going to work. Take a listen. No. You know, I I don't go by age. I won't go... uh, into teens. No. That's, that's, yeah. That's well, against you the law. Standards, whoopee. That's the law. And and you don't think yes. it makes any difference if it's a thirty year old woman as opposed to a thirty year old man. Let me let me tell you I let me tell you that. why I stopped doing lots of things with younger folks. Hmm. Because I was I went out with a younger dude and he said, Ugh, I can't believe this. I said, What are you talking about? He says, I did not know that Paul McCartney had another band. Oh, yeah. What? There is that. And you kind of go, the Beatles? You never heard the Beatles? (laughs) No. Oh. No. And so you have to know that when you're going younger, there's a lot of information that you have to impart. Yeah. You know? And sometimes it's tiring. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But then there's the other way where it's like, yeah, you're younger. You're good. Yeah. Yeah, you're all right. So you never know. Okay. Thoughts? Um, I could not agree with her more. Oh, okay. Do tell. Do tell. So back in the 90s. Hey, girl. I went on a few dates with a guy who was, oh, gosh. I think I was in my 30s. He was in his 20s. Okay. And we were at... A place in the Mall of America, and they were playing. It was like a restaurant, and they were playing Blondie over the speakers. And I went, "Oh, this is fun! I love Blondie. Never get to hear Blondie." And he goes, "What is that?" <laughs> I go, "Blondie, like the band." Blank, and oh. I just thought, "Okay, I'm way too old for this guy." Oh no! I you just know that there is going to be such a disconnect 
on so many different topics and levels. So, it's just not going to why uh, yeah nip it in the bud now <laughs> you gotta nip it in the bud mm. now the glass half full way of looking at that to play devil's advocate sure could be we don't finish each other's sentences we don't have the same interest and i get to share help this person discover a world, a generation they didn't even know about. And they get to I get to sort of be a tour guide. Yeah, I'm not here to teach you. Okay. That's a that's a lot. Like Whoopi said, it's exhausting. Now at some point I think people catch up. Sure. So if you have um a forty year old and a fifty four year old, that can work. Sure. Because you've kind of lived through a lot of the same Things right. to but some when you degree. Were Thirty-three and nineteen. That fourteen-year difference. Yes, it's gross. Yes, it's like I would go. Like. Oh my god, you just graduated high school last year. Gross. Yes, I get that. Now mm. let's. What if you? What if you sort of stretch this conversation into a way where there were you each had instead of a generational difference, there was a an intellectual difference in that the person that you have wonderful chemistry with you're enjoying a chai latte with him and then but he has a double doctorate spent a few years teaching at oxford and has access to and maybe he's a doctor just has access to another part of the intellectual world sure, where, because okay. in Whoopi's situation she has access to another part of the pop culture world right like right. it's a cultural thing that she grew up in a different generation um Easier to blame on age, like I don't want to have to teach it. But then maybe there's like wicked smart, or you're you're well studied in something, and then you can teach that person one that isn't age dependent, but is life choice dependent. Does it feel yeah. different? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, uh, because I think not to say that if you're not a doctor, there's a weakness there, but you're right. There's a level of focus, mm-hmm. right? That's a, a good level word. That's of- a very good word passion and training and that whole thing. But if you're just hanging out with a random person who's just willy nilly going through life. Yeah. That's different. Hmm. What do you think about dating a radio guy? <laughs> like the, the thought of that, like an industry person, someone that you share. I always wonder <clears throat> what would that be like to, to be married to or to date someone who is in? Because we've had that a lot downstairs in the Channel Five newsroom. Married couples who work sure. here. I mean, think of most notably in the Twin Cities, Frank yeah. and Amelia. Yeah, they, I've done that I, a couple of times actually. So, what are your thoughts on that? It gets competitive. Really? Hmm. Yeah, I think if you're with someone in the same business, especially when it has to do with the entertainment business, there there's like buried resentment if somebody is more successful than the other person or gets an opportunity that the other person doesn't get to have. Mm. In my experience. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Like if one person is more popular and the other person starts, you know, creeping up. Right. There's a, there's a jealousy factor. There's an ego thing. Huh. That's interesting. Right. Yeah. I mean, Rocco, what do you feel about that? About, about the same industry and radio, especially like assuming you're you're not married. Um, I guess. I, well, I would learn from you. I mean, I I wouldn't have thought that. But now that you say it. Oh, yeah. She just got 
the morning show and I'm still yeah, still right, and I'm part time or I'm a, yes, exactly. There's that little bit of mm, mm. underneath that's yeah, that's interesting. It's a problem. It's a real problem. Rocco, what does your uh, what does your wife do? She is in um, math. She does math. Uh, like she kind of does research on consumer uh, desires and uh, usage of products and stuff like that. Like, so she's in re- in research. Yeah. Oh, okay. Fun. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Gig. But yeah, and I always think about this whenever you hear about a Hollywood couple. Oh, you were just talking about Brad and Angelina. Like that just sounds tiring. It Two really does. Being the same sort of thing. Ugh. I'd rather you know you. I we talked about. I think Ariana Grande's dating like a. A real estate guy or something. Yeah, that just sounds the perfect, son right? Son of a billionaire, I think. I mean, that's all. That part's nice, right? I'm but sure. at least you're not in the same business, always trying to outdo each other. But and- you also don't want to explain everything from like, you know, industry jargon, and ugh, it's just exhausting to do that too. Yeah, right. I get it. I get it. Stay single. No, no, yes, no. Hey, no, no, no. Okay, sorry, it? I blew up. Um, hey, right. let's take a breaky wakey. Yeah, let's come back with a study wuddy. Uh, I got one about have you ever pretended to be bad at a task just so that you don't get asked to do this? This task is such a guy thing. Again. Okay, you got that? I and got I that. got good news for class clowns. Okay, I think your you're going to like this study. Face. All right, sorry, I blew up. We'll be right back with the study coming up. Time hey, don't forget, start. coming up at 1130 today, it is Throwback Thursday music trivia. 80s edition today. Ooh. Good luck, Donna. Thank you, Steve. Uh, that is coming up in about 13 minutes, but first this. Studies have shown that... Med- studies have shown that the microbial... Several long-term studies have shown... They've studied the studies. Several scientific studies have shown... And here with their findings, our study buddies... The perfect nerd couple... Donna and Steve. Hey, bruh. What up, sis? Were you the class clown in school? Yes. Voted? Class yeah, clown? I don't know that we did that vote thing. We went to, I remember I graduated with 12 kids in my class. Oh, wow. got it. Graduated top 10. <laughs> I was voted class clown. I was too. Wow. Yeah. So. Sorry, Steve. Well, no, Not no, part no. Not this club anymore. Hey, Rocco, no. Oh, I no. went Steve in. went to a school where everyone got a ribbon. <laughs> Uh, and you get a ribbon, and you get a ribbon. <laughs> I could see you being the adult with no children involved in the youth athletic game, coming and just harassing the players and referees. Ooh, yeah, you suck. Chunky Don is here again, causing problems. <laughs> I mean, you just feel like you could have easily you been cast in Mayor of Easttown. <laughs> That's fine. I accept your compliment. You know, just the right amount of belligerent. Here's the deal. A recent study published in the International Journal of Humor Research, for which I am a subscriber, says class clowns tend to be more intelligent than other students. I'm listening, even though I wasn't technically. Researchers found that funny kids often have better verbal reasoning skills Higher levels of general knowledge. Huh? Now, this isn't always true for adults, though. Being funny at 40 doesn't necessarily mean you're super smart, but the lead author of this study says that if a child frequently cracks high-quality jokes, it's highly likely they do have extraordinary intelligence. Extraordinary. It didn't say it that way, Rocco, but okay. Rocco, um, thank you. 
I mean, it's good to have Rocco here because Dawn is such a she supporter of Donna in the first hour. She plays it very nice, but Rocco, you hear it. Extraordinary. <laughs> Do you know what a druggist is? Okay, here we go. She always sounds like that old unearthed video that we found of an early Bernie Sanders as an up. He was like a city council member in some suburb in Vermont, Rocco. And he's got all these five, six, and seven year olds. This is a real video out there. Five, six, and seven year olds like gathered at a park. How many of you know what cocaine is? Who knows what Coke is? <laughs> I had a Coke, or not Coca Cola. You know that. <laughs> Who's using, huh? Extraordinary. Extraordinary. Extraord. Extraordinary. Extraordinary. I have a friend that says horrible. That, that, yeah, that you know, Ellen DeGeneres, uh, DeGeneres says horrible too. She goes horrible. I say Florida. Isn't Ellen DeGeneres from Rhode Island? No, she's from New Orleans. New Orleans? Yeah. Or Louisiana somewhere. Yeah. The Bayou? Uh-huh. Bayou? I don't even know you. <laughs> <laughs> Dad jokes. <laughs> nice job, Thank Donna. You. Anyway, we're smart. We might not be smart, but we're intelligent. Oh, there so is a difference. I wonder. I wonder this. Would you like to know... What, how how smart people thought you were? Like, if we said, hey, we can run research right now, oh, a thousand uh, listeners no, no, I don't. rate your smartness from one to ten. Uh, no. I'd love to know that. I would not. Because it'd either be a lot higher than I expected. I'd either get like an eight or a two. You're pretty smart. Well, tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> he was in the top 12 of his class. Top right. 10. <laughs> I graduated with 12. I was in the top 10. Okay. And I spoke everybody at my so high school. So you were only two from the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> we don't get into specific rank, Donna. It's impolite. <laughs> at my high school graduation, when there were only 12 kids, uh, the the thing was every year there were always small classes. Any twelve was really small. The biggest class would be like twenty two kids. It was like mm-hmm. crazy. Just another number lost in the shuffle. So at graduation, of course, the valedictorian and the salutatorian would have an opportunity to speak. But also, everyone who got a diploma uh, would have an opportunity to just say a few remarks. Salutatorian, valedictorian, they have speeches, right? But then everybody else comes up. All right, Ben Davis, and then Ben would be like, "Hey, I want to just thank you know all the teachers and my mom and dad." Everybody gets to talk. Donna, there were no, twelve of us. That's too long. No, there were twelve of us. Not everybody's doing a long time. Boy, you're if you're already mad. So everybody goes through. I'd like to thank my art teacher. You were great. You made me want to draw. I'm going to our art institute next year. And um, oh, God, thanks this everybody. Sounds terrible. And then Stevie Boy got up. Yeah, how not long? the salutatorian. <laughs> not the valedictorian. I spoke, and this is true. I, I already believe you. For 35 minutes. <laughs> I gave a keynote. Steve. Okay, what is the Project matter Project Down with and you? Dirty, anybody? Yeah. Okay, so. That's why I was so, like, come on, guys. I got okay. off the stage in 15 minutes. That was good. What do you think that's about? I had so much to say. It was my last time to address... That okay, audience. but don't you think everybody had so much to say, but they no. Got most people out are afraid self-ed. of microphones. They're oh, I don't want to. I'm so nervous. I can't eat. We've got to talk in front of the audience today. I thought lights, camera, action. <laughs> we started with jokes. I did fake quotes. I quoted Ludacris, the rapper, because our salutatory and validatory. Everybody always quotes some poet or philosopher. So I made up fake fake quotes. Uh, and by the end, I was crying. I was broken out in hives because that's what happens when I cry hard. 
You were crying? We laughed. We cried. Oh. Donna, I was about to go to California. I was about to go across the country for college. Oh, my God. There was a lot to get through. I would have withheld your diploma. <laughs> All 20, all 20 people thought it was hilarious. 12. Rocco. Well, they probably brought their parents. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, guys? Yeah, Steve, you need an editor to follow you at all times. <laughs> That's Don what you always need. says about me. Mm-hmm. Ask him what time it is. He'll give you the history of the clock. <laughs> he will. Donna, I'm trying to just richen <laughs> the conversation a little bit. Okay, great. Rocco, do you have a study now? <laughs> oh yeah, but thanks for asking. I also gave a speech at my high school graduation, and I also was voted class clown, and uh, I was also voted best dressed. Which uh, you know, oh, Hannah whatever. Hannah publishes uh, pictures of me in my fabulous shirts every Tuesday on the Instagram. Back to you, Donna. <laughs> <laughs> now you're only tossing it back nothing. to your I'm fellow fine. class clown. <laughs> right. So I don't rank as an actual <laughs> no. class clown one time. Maybe I did. I got to look this up. We should bring in our yearbooks. Let's not and say we did. Okay. Yeah, I, I've seen Donna's yearbook. Rude. No. <laughs> How dare you? You were a promising young man. <laughs> <laughs> the first time you showed us the photo from like eighth grade, 21% of people will act bad at a task so they don't have to do it again. The first time that you showed us that eighth grade photo and I thought, who's this? Was Did you date him? <laughs> was he also in the band? <laughs> it was you. It's and that's time for glorious. him to start shaving. Oh, oh God. man! No, look at you. You've sprouted into a beautiful flower. Oh, thanks, Steve. <laughs> you want to play a little Throwback Thursday music trivia? Look, when I put on glasses, I look like Rachel Maddow, a woman. <laughs> All right? Yes, you do. So that's fine. It's fine. I love men. When we come back, we'll- final stretch of the Donna and Steve show. On my talk, 1071, everything. And <laughs> sorry, I, I had the giggles during the commercial break for no apparent reason whatsoever. I'm just giggly. Yeah, you are. Sorry. Um, I am speaking of giggly. Maybe you liked the show Bozo the Clown. Well, I vaguely remember Bozo the Clown. I mean, I was little when that came out. Right, looking at him now, terrifying it ruined it for a lot of people it that movie it. <laughs> oh that's oh this is long before it i know but i'm saying bozo was doing just fine and then it came oh, out and sure. it was like oh man clowns everywhere clowns get a bad rap yeah was there like a bozo everywhere or was there just kind of the one out of chicago it was just the one out of chicago okay. funny that you asked that bozo the clown the rights to that brand now belong to actor david arquette i love that he uh, this for the first time in sixty five years the the ownership rights to the bozo character have been sold. David Arquette is the guy who's got him, a lifelong fan of the character. What's he gonna do with him? Well, he purchased the rights from Larry Harmon Pictures, who bought it from Capitol Records that created Bozo back in nineteen forty six. At one time, there were bozo shows on television stations all over America and even around the world. Arquette says Bozo represents a world of love, light, and laughter. Sometimes we can all use more of that right now. And apparently, he's planning to create a circus interactive experience that will include Bozo. Empire Circus will debut in Brooklyn of Walking Here. So is he going to get a new Bozo? 
I would assume so. Okay, since this guy's... Now, I want to tell you this before we, we're going to listen to a little bit of um, sound here. Listen to how much of a hit show this was. Okay. WGN's in Chicago, WGN's Bozo Show had a 40-year run with a 10-year waiting list for studio audience tickets. Wow. Ten That's like year. trying to get tickets to the Giants. Recognized as the most popular and successful locally produced children's show in the history of television. For those of you who maybe didn't see Bozo or wonder what he would have sounded like, here is some sound from a random episode of Bozo the Clown. Their Bozo sweatshirts and their Bozo hats. Hey, you look nice. Why don't you, uh, Cynthia and Linda, take your seats in the grandstand very carefully. Get off the Bozo Beal. And this way, I'll, I'll be able to, to push the Bozo Beal right over to the side of the circus and we'll be all set. Will you park it for me in the, in the circus garage? <laughs> and I'll be able to tell you what other special surprises we got planned for you here under the Bozo Big Top. Today, my pal, Professor Tweety Pooper, is going to stop by and wowie kazowie, do we have fun when he's around. Mm. Also, Clank the Tin Can Man should be here. We're going to have another exciting Bozo adventure. So many special surprises. I know you're going to enjoy that. Rocco, you're watching. Oh How God. do you feel when you see that? Uh, well, this is funny because this is from like 66 when maybe Bozo was kind of young and uh, spry. I've seen some from like, you know, 83, where he's like kind of a weird old man that's obviously had a lot of cigarettes. <laughs> Do you and think this, yeah. is that where they got Krusty the Clown I'm from? pretty sure, yes. Oh, Simpsons? yes. Because yes. the hair's kind of the same too, right? Yeah. And by the end of it, it's okay, kids. You know? <laughs> right, I'll just send you. Because we, uh, we show like Christmas episodes at our house every Christmas or whatever. And so we have a bozo Christmas from like the early 80s and it is frightening. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I don't know. I think his hair needs a little trim. Well, <laughs> just saying. I hear you. I live in a glass house. I can't throw stones in that regard. That is true. His is going out, though. Yours is going up. You know? <laughs> that's true. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's kind of fun. I love David Arquette. I think he clowns guy. mean well, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for the most, except you for know? that one from the Stephen King thing, but. Yeah, that guy was terrifying. Yeah, he's yeah. He's there was guy. a um, David Arquette. Is, seems like he has a nice heart. He does. Yeah, I talked with him a few times. Okay. And he also came uh, a couple years ago. He came on Twin Cities Live, name drop, and uh, he was really into wrestling. And he has been into wrestling for years. Yeah. And when we were telling him about the the history of wrestling that took place in the Twin Cities Live oh, yeah. studio, there used to be like AWA wrestling there. Yeah. Uh, but there was another time that I had met him. And uh, he was still with Courtney Cox at the time. And I was Steve from Reels, okay? Mm -hmm. And midway through the interview, he called me Steels, unknowingly. Shablang, new nickname formed live on the red carpet. I said, did we become best friends? Yes, we did. Courtney Cox then comes over. And I had joked like, "Are we are we best friends? Like, are we setting up a sleepover or what?" And then he was like, "Honey, this is uh, this is my new best friend. This is Steels. He's gonna come <laughs> over." <laughs> Never did get the invite. What did uh, Courtney Cox look like in person? She seems stunning. Yeah, she looked nice. Okay. I don't see beauty in women. I choose not to objectify. Uh, there used to be a sales guy here that came from a family of clowns. Yep, I ran into him at Home Depot two days ago. Oh yeah. Yes. He wasn't clowning around. No, he wasn't. He, wasn't. he was. He had his little girl in the front seat of the 
cart and even Ryan Perpich, our former Kia. producer, God rest his soul, still alive. He's a he's a clown guy too. Yeah, he's he comes from a clown family. Clown parade uh, up north once a year. Yeah, for like the Fourth of July or something. They all dress as clowns. Yeah, he's a weird dude. Ryan Perpich is yeah, bizarre. He's in the so newsroom, weird. I've gone down there to talk with the new his colleagues in the newsroom, with him there and without him there, and they all find him really really confusing. <laughs> Because he's like an old man stuck in a young man's body. They said the other day he just, this is one of the times that he wasn't there. He just came around and showed everyone these new gray dockers that he got. As in shoes? No, like uh, like, like pants. 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 Oh, dockers. They were actually Goodfellow from Target. That's the brand that he and I like. I see. It was something. All right, I want to get to one more funny thing before we go. Um, Jason Alexander commented... Uh, William Shatner is going to be going to space. We heard about right. that last week. He's going to be week. the oldest person ever to go to space. At the age of 91. And so Jason Alexander mm-hmm. put something out on social media. William Shatner's going to space. My man. I guess this means I have to become a marine biologist. And so this is a deep cut to uh, the episode where George, trying to impress a, a woman, said he was a marine biologist. And all was going well until... He and his lady friend encounter a beached whale, and she says, George, save him. You're a marine biologist, and it's one of the great monologues in sitcom history. Here's a little bit. He's already been telling the story to Jerry and Kramer, and at this point, Elaine walks in, having just heard the news, and George picks it up from there. George, I've just been reading this thing in the paper. It's unbelievable. I know. It's just telling the story. Well, come on, George. Finish the story. The sea was angry that day, my friends. <laughs> like an old man trying to send back soup in a deli. <laughs> I got about 50 feet out and suddenly the great beast appeared before me. I tell you, he was 10 stories high if he was a foot. As if sensing my presence, he let out a great bellow. I said, easy, big fella. (laughs) And then, as I watched him struggling, I realized that something was obstructing its breathing. From where I was standing, I could see directly into the eye of the great fish. Now, whatever. (laughs) What did you do next? Then, from out of nowhere, a huge tidal wave lifted me, tossed me like a cork, and I found myself right on top of him, face to face with the blowhole. I, I, I could barely see from the waves crashing down upon me, but I knew something was there. So I reached my hand in, jumped around, and pulled out the obstruction. Which I believe was a golf ball that Kramer had been hitting, driving balls near the beach, flying the blowhole. Anyway, there you go. So Jason Alexander so having some funny. fun. Oh, I love it. With all of that. I appreciate, you know, I appreciate Seinfeld now the way I appreciate Springsteen. I didn't appreciate it when it was hot. Yep. And now I have, you know. Totally get that. Kind Even of. being from New Jersey, you didn't feel it? Not really. No. That's why you're not allowed back there. It's true. Mm-hmm. Can't even go on the parkway. Mm. Or the turnpike. No, they gotta let you on that. Jersey Shore off state. limits. No right. beach pass, no access. We're gonna take a day off. All right. Meaning we'll be back tomorrow at nine. <laughs> we hope that you choose to join us. Uh, good night, everybody.